Hey guys, welcome. We're your hosts, Hayley Young and Amy Keeble. Our heart is to encourage you, add joy to your life and be a small reminder that you're not in this crazy motherhood journey alone. We have each other and most importantly, we have God every moment, every day. This is our village. Hey Amy, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Haley? I am good, except for the fact that I'm making you re-record this because <laughs> I can't find my recording device to send you the file from yesterday. I totally get but it, girl. We are moving house this week mm. and the state of it, plus it was Parker's third birthday mm-hmm. yesterday and we had a party, so like party stuff and house yeah. moving and then just everyday life combined. I'm like, how have I lost this? But yeah. I've lost it, so... Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Very it's, gracious. It's no problem. And post-party mess and or post-party chaos, I should say, is a real mm-hmm. thing. Even just mentally, mm-hmm. like you've just planned this big thing. You've had the big thing. It's a big day. And then the next day is a little bit of a slump. So I totally get it, girl. Mm-hmm. It is that way. But it was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was fantastic. And he's yeah. three now. He's three. Big boy. Mm-hmm. That's so um, cool. he he really excitedly told me on Saturday night, Mom, I'm big now, I'm an adult. And I was like, Oh buddy, you're not quite an adult. But he's like, But I'm big now. I said, You're now called a preschooler. He's like, A preschooler? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, What is that? I said, Well, you're not a toddler anymore, you're now like a preschooler. Mm. And he looks to Will, who's eleven months old. Will, Will, I'm a preschooler <laughs> now. Yay! <laughs> Sharing his excitement. Oh, that's so good. So excited. It's so it's pretty precious. special. Oh, big boy. Yeah, and I was saying to you yesterday and um, to some other friends at Playgroup this morning, just turning three, it's just like this whole new level of comprehension mm. this week. And others have said, yeah, it's just like their minds just expand and their conversation explodes. And yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think someone's doing their poo. That's usually the kind of song that will accompany us a poo trip. <laughs> Probably hear really loud, Dad, I'm done, Dad, I'm done, in the background in a minute. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad it was a good day and he mm. is enjoying being an adult now and <laughs> he's moving out of the house this week. You all are moving yeah. out of the house this week. Very yeah, exciting so stuff. Yeah, how you guys been doing? Yeah, good. We've had a week, a weekend full of sickies. So it's just been one of those mm, kind of big that's not nice. weekends, but everybody's on the men today a lot better, good. which is great. And it kind of, in some ways, the mood when you come out of a sick time is almost like higher than normal because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. No one's feeling sick. No one's new cranky. energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, as crappy as it is, it's nice to be on this, this end of it, un- mm-hmm. unless anybody else catches it mm-hmm. a few of us just managed to not end up with a sore throat so I'm not sure if that's coming or we've mm. managed to just dodge it also like went to a wedding last weekend which was absolutely stunning and so many people have come down with COVID since the wedding they have dropped really? like flies and again we you have dodged COVID I don't understand like we were even sick this week and it still wasn't COVID <laughs> I don't know how mm. this is happening we feel the same and mum this morning at playgroup, she's like, so we had COVID at the start of the year and I just can't tell you how much stress that's just lifted off yeah. my shoulders. She's mm-hmm. like, we don't have to worry now. It's like we're good for a few months at least. Yeah. Even having um, gone through it and being on the other side, I think would alleviate stress because it's not this mm-hmm. unknown anymore. Like you know what it's yeah. like. Yeah. Or being the unknown of have we caught it and we're going to mm-hmm. pass it on to someone else without realising mm-hmm. that we're sick yet. Yeah. Like there's um, stress 
from multiple angles. And obviously it's not an easy road for everybody. No, um, exactly, exactly. So it's not like you want it. Yeah. I think because we've been sick so many times in the last couple of weeks and I've <laughs> convinced myself every time, okay, this is it, this is it, yeah. and then it's not. It makes it feel like it's even more dragged out than mm-hmm. it has been so far. But anyway, yeah, I'm glad. We're all feeling better. Mm-hmm. None of us got too, too bad, which is good. So mm. yeah. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I'm thank you. Thank you. Well, this week we have the next episode mm. in our mini series. Yeah. And we talked to two first time mums, mm-hmm. one of them being my beautiful sister in law, Laura. She's married to my husband's younger brother, one of his younger brothers. Mm-hmm. And we have a good friend of ours, Sarah, who yeah. we had on the podcast many months ago, maybe over a year ago. I think it was, it yeah. In the, the first, first year. year. Yep. So her and Lauren came on and talked about their business, um, Mindfully Woven, shared about mindfulness. And they, at the time of recording, uh, well, I guess they are still first-time mums, but they're both pregnant now with their second bubbers. So Laura was saying to me at the party yesterday, I can't wait to hear the episode after us of um, having two kids. Yeah, But they both share really beautifully and openly about mm. their faith and life with one mm. baby and family life. And it's a really lovely episode. Yeah. Yeah. They were beautiful. They're encouraging and they're both, both mm-hmm. very wise and insightful women. So we hope that it's an encouragement to you guys too. Mm-hmm. And of course, not all first time experiences as a mum is uh, as beautiful as they both mm-hmm. describe, but hopefully regardless of your experience it can be an encouragement yeah so enjoy today we have two very special guests joining us one has already been on the podcast before that sarah young our very good friend sarah has been on talking about mindfully woven with her um, business partner lauren and we're very excited to have sarah back with us today and another new guest today which is laura young who is not a relation to Sarah Young. <laughs> However, she is a relation to Haley Young. She's Haley's sister-in-law. So it's basically the three Youngs and Amy today. So um, I feel a little bit outnumbered, but we're very excited to have you guys joining us. And we're going to be talking about going from having no kids to having one kid. So this is the next episode in our series. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear from Sarah and Laura about their experience of becoming mums and each of them have a precious little man in their lives. So thank you for being with us today, guys. Thanks for thank having you. us. So good. Yeah. Um, when I told Ben who we were interviewing um, for this episode, he's like, wait, you're all youngs? <laughs> and then he goes, and none of you are related to each other? I'm like, Ben, it's our sister-in-law. <laughs> by blood I'm like yeah but we're not youngs by blood (laughs) (laughs) it's quite a funny conversation but could you guys start by introducing yourselves to us tell us a bit about your backgrounds and your families and Laura we'll go to you first yeah great to be here um so I've had an awareness of God all my life um but Jesus sort of became real to me at about 12 and um from then on my faith has shaped a lot of my life and work. Mm. Um, so I'm from a big family. I'm one of four kids, the youngest, um, and also part of a big extended family with the youngs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And just very family oriented. Um, I live with Sam. He's my husband um, and our 13 month old Zach and mm. our puppy Cody, who's a spoodle. Who looks the same as Haley's dog? That's so funny. <laughs> because they are 
is. Anna? <laughs> yes. It's all in the family. This one one parent's the same. I forget wow. which one it is. Yes. Aww. Yeah, I can't remember either. <laughs> um, but yeah, just love um, our little family of boys. Um, mm. I was a minister for nine years, which I absolutely loved at Baronia Church of Christ. I'm now a leadership coach and assessor with Christian Coaching Institute. Wow. Um, yeah. And in my spare time, I love ballet. So we went back to the studio last Tuesday after being in lockdown and doing online classes. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I love reading and bike riding and holidaying with family. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. You have introduced yourself perfectly, Laura. That was like, (laughs) very good. No pressure, Sarah. When I say perfect, I mean perfect as in who you really are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, you can um, question or like correct anything I say. You're like, that's not true of you. (laughs) I feel like you could do that for me too. Let's see how I go. Um, Because you guys know me pretty well. (laughs) I'm Sarah. Um, I am married to Jimmy, who is an Anglican minister. Um, And I live with him and our, how old, 22-month-old Nate or Nathan. Mm, Wow. Um, Yeah, he's nearly two, but he's acting like a two-year-old, which is very interesting. (laughs) He's talking like a two-year-old. But, yeah, we have lots of fun. Uh, This year we moved out to the southeastern suburbs, which is still new for us, um, but Mm. we've settled here in lockdown um, and loving it out here. Um, When I'm not at home or taking care of Nate, I work as a clinical psychologist, um, which I love and see as such a privilege yeah, and love the intersection between that and my faith. Um, sometimes working with Christian clients, but not always. And then you guys might already be aware of the side hustle that Lauren and I run called Mindfully mm-hmm. Woven, yeah. which is super fun when we get time outside all the other stuff. And what do you do? What is Mindfully Woven? Mindfully Woven is a, that's a great question. I haven't had to explain that for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we usually, not in um, lockdown, run workshops teaching people about how to weave uh, woven wool hangings, but we paired it with um, teaching people about mindfulness. So because it's such a beautiful craft that requires such mm-hmm. attention, we realised mm-hmm. that um, the two go really nicely together. Um, and people benefit from learning about both. So we thought, mm-hmm. why not do it at once? Um, so we love doing that. And we just make our own um, wall hangings, woven wall hangings or macrame, which is yeah, which are beautiful. Super fun. Yes. Thanks, girl. And mm-hmm. the workshops are amazing too. Haley and I have both mm-hmm. gone to one of them before and they've been really good. Thank it's you. So good. We'll have to see what happens if we get started back up now that mm. we're out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear a little bit about what it has been like for you guys to become mums. So what was it like when you found out you were pregnant with your boys and that journey? It's so hard to think back, isn't it, to <laughs> bit of a blur. But um, I just remember wanting to get pregnant so, so much and also having mm. so much uncertainty, I, I guess, as everybody does. But for me, a particular uncertainty because I had been through chemotherapy in the mm. last uh, within the last two years of starting to try. So it was all very up in the air, very, very much in God's hands. And so when we mm-hmm. did fall pregnant, um, it it just felt like the biggest, most exciting celebration um, and and the biggest blessing. Yeah, we were just overjoyed, absolutely overjoyed. And it was such a new process, <laughs> being pregnant, such, such a new feeling mm-hmm. to get used to. And I think in your head you imagine 
what it's going to be like being pregnant and then actually walking through that yourself, your body changing and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a whole new experience, mm-hmm. but an amazing one to think about. Yeah. How God des- designed us and how God works in all of that. So yeah, tried to take that, that road of walking it with him as, as things changed and, and thanking mm-hmm. him for that gift, I guess. Yeah. How about you, Laura? Yeah, it was quite a spiritual experience for me. So it was December 2019 and I was in the shower where God sometimes speaks to us. <laughs> and um, it was during a time where the church I was part of, we were going to be voting on a merger with another church. So I was just in the shower. I don't even know if I was praying. I just got this sense of God saying there's going to be two miracles this week. And the first one was certain around the merger. I thought, ah, oh, I think the vote's going to go through. Awesome. Mm. And then the second one was pregnancy and, and instantly I went, Ooh, and I was reminded of the verse in Luke two nineteen, where it says, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. This was after the shepherds had come uh, to visit Jesus. Mm. Imagine that men coming mm-hmm. to visit you that you don't know. Me away. But I had that come to mind. I thought, oh, I'm going to keep this to myself. I didn't even tell Sam until I thought we'd have it confirmed. So for a week or two, I sort of sat on that and thought, oh, I might might be pregnant. And it was then Christmas Eve and I was the angel Gabriel in the church production. I was holding <laughs> a baby doll. Being Jesus. <laughs> but I had, this, I had this sense of awe and wow, I, I think I might be pregnant. And you know, I'd done a thousand tests as you do in the leader. Mm-hmm. They hadn't really shown. And so did one Christmas day and it showed that we were. And I thought this is just oh, so symbolic beautiful. to find out that I'll be, I'm pregnant on Christmas day. So um, mm-hmm. it was a really profound experience finding out. That's awesome. I love that. And that really is a spiritual experience when you started mm. with that. <laughs> it was beautiful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank you. So in terms of birth and motherhood, um, has it been what you expected? And if so, in what ways? And if not, in what ways? And I know we all go into it with different experiences and expectations. Um, so we'd love to hear a bit about that. Yeah. So the part that I sort of found was expected was the you know, nappy side of things, the holding babies. So I'd grown up with um, nieces and nephews and looked after them on my own. And so I found that was a really great preparation in terms of I'd looked after a six month old on my own all day. So mm. that part was sort of expected as to what babies do, I guess. Um, the rest <laughs> probably not so expected. Um, so I didn't expect to uh, have a baby in a pandemic mm-hmm. um, as none of us expected the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, but that, was definitely not how I'd pictured parenthood to be in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the great part of that is that Sam has been at home for 13 months. He's now going off out to work again. But that has been an unexpected and amazing, unique thing that we've had um, and was really helpful post-birth because I really struggled the first two weeks after. I couldn't see beyond what I was in. I couldn't see that my body would heal. I couldn't see that I'd be able to get through the the pain and the bleeding and um, just my body feeling so all over the place. Um, and that was a really hard part. And I just, I didn't expect some of those newborn day things like the, 
I used to hear Zach cry in my mind, even when he wasn't crying. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it sounds like you guys understand mm-hmm. what I mean. Yep. And the empathy emotions being like totally extreme, all those things I found really hard. And so once I got past the first couple of weeks, I felt a connection to Zach straight away, which I'm thankful for because I know not everyone does. Um, but it was my body and my relationship with my body, I guess, that I really struggled with. So um, Sam was really tender and and helpful with that. Like he just let me cry whenever I needed to. My mum was really great. And I've seen, I saw a counsellor then and later uh, just to help identify what was going on in terms of just my makeup and how I'm made and then how all the additions of birth impacts us. Um, so yeah, I struggled with that side of things after. Um, but the, the part that I guess is expected and unexpected is that I'm just loving this time of life. It just feels like, uh, this incredible experience of seeing how God designed us, like to think that we were all babies once mm-hmm. and that like prime ministers start off as babies <laughs> and, <laughs> and just look at Zach and you think, wow, I just, I think God has a lot of grace too in how slowly they develop and therefore Mm. I can adapt to him after, you know, like he, Mm -hmm. babies don't move for a while. And then when they start to move, it's like, okay, yep, you get used to that and solids. Oh, this is so daunting, but oh, then you get used to it and you Mm. adapt. So um, I think one other thing that's been really profound is that I feel like I've joined this greater motherhood across the whole world. Like Mm -hmm. I think about my grandma's, and I think about what it must have been like for them to give birth. What was their birth story? I can't ask them now and I'm not sure their generation would maybe talk about it <laughs> as openly. Um, but I feel like it just unlocked this rich relationship with my mum too of just like you did all of this for me and the other siblings and and there's this knowing that we both share that is really profound. So, mm. yeah, there's there's been these incredible things Um that I've experienced. If you want to see a bit more, Sam did make a video on his YouTube channel, Samuel Young, of our birth story. It's not Ooh. the graphics of labor or the, <laughs> the pushing, which I think maybe next time I would actually film, yeah. but not share. <laughs> but it, I, I was really thankful he captured some of that time for us. So mm, absolutely. Um, if you want to have a look, go for it. That's awesome. <laughs> I totally relate to what you were saying about the change in my relationship with my mum too. Yeah, I don't think I expected that. I don't think I expected it to open up my mind to wonder about her experience. I mean, you always mm. ask questions here and there, but mm-hmm. it, it does something different to your relationship, I think, to mm-hmm. um, to then be in a position to understand um, mm. so much more. And I think just having so much more, yeah, empathy and patience with my mum now, yeah. Um, yeah, seeing things from this side. Um, yeah. I, th- I think in terms of my expectations, I'm a realist and I think people in my life know that I'm, I like to be a realist about things. Um, and so in some ways I think I expected that things were going to be pretty chaotic and things were, um, I wasn't going to feel totally ready for everything. And so, um, yeah, it's one thing to profess that and one thing to, to sort of say that, but that doesn't mean I didn't have days that I struggle. We all have days that we struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I think in those early days, sort of like you described, Laura, the, your hormones are just going nuts right after um, birth. And so I think I was really thrown by that and it took me a while to get my head around what people were actually describing to me 
was yeah. happening. I remember having a conversation with you, Amy, on the phone. I was just like not mm. not quite with it, and you were probably like, "Oh yeah, here she goes." I, I would not. I don't remember you being out of it, and yeah. I would have been exactly there with you. But yeah, you just um, it's hard to kind of find your feet, find your grounding at the start. There it was for me, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that that took a little while. I don't think I expected that. I remember babysitting kids, kind of like you're describing, Laura, babysitting kids for a little while and things like that and afterwards just being like, oh, how do people do this all day? Like this is so tiring, (laughs) Um, you know, and having thoughts like that before having Nate. And I think one thing that I didn't expect is just how much we as humans adapt Mm -hmm. to whatever circumstances we're in. Um, Mm -hmm. We're resilient uh, by God's grace, obviously. Um, But, yeah, again, I would echo what you said, Laura, that God, you know, God doesn't throw us in the deep end completely. Like at the start, it's very much in the deep end, but he gives us grace to sort of um, get used to one thing at a time, I think. And so getting used to, yeah, that tiredness at first is really super tricky, but then stage by stage, you know, development by development, I think there's, yeah, there's grace in that Mm -hmm. and getting your head around that and just yeah, getting getting used to getting used to being so reliant on God when you feel so empty. There's a beautiful book by Nancy Guthrie that talks about God doing his best work on empty. And mm-hmm. I think in in theory, like I know that and that's great. But then in, in reality it was like, well, like this this is motherhood is like what she's talking about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that was something and still is something to get my head around. Mm. I really resonate with what you've just said, Sarah, because I just the other day I was thinking about how whenever I've come up on like something that's just completely confused me in terms of my motherhood or like not just me but me and Blair will be like what the heck do we do with this and and, like there's all these theories and all these like tactics you can do and people that are very wise that have gone before us and people that have you know very good ideas and suggestions and those are great but for some reason not for some reason I know exactly why (laughs) whenever I've come back to God in those times. That's when we've found breakthrough with things. Mm -hmm. And I only just the other day was reflecting on the same thing. You just said how dependent we are on him and how amazing it is. Like, obviously he doesn't, you know, wave a magic wand and make everything smooth and easy, but there's something so beautiful in the grace that he gives you. And even when the thing doesn't get fixed or Mm. that you doesn't all of a sudden become easy, but when you come back to him, something shifts in our attitude and in our Mm -hmm. way that we approach it. And I feel like that's almost more effective half the time than finding the right way to, you know, effectively teach our kids something like our attitude and relying on God is so important and all the way through Mm. motherhood. Mm. So I love that reflection that you've made because I totally resonate with it. Mm. It's nice to know too that, God um, doesn't expect us to be as like consistent with spiritual practices and like drawing near to him in the early days. I remember I had to think, I know God delights in me no matter how I'm like what I'm saying or feeling or doing. Mm. And I'm really grateful we have that awareness of God that, yeah, his love is first and foremost as Mm -hmm. we are trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm. exactly. And even like if we look at how our bodies adapt and how, how we adapt, like you guys have both said, with our kids, we grow with our kids, we grow into each stage. And I reckon that's exactly how God looks at our faith as well. Cause I think that was a lesson I think probably everybody has gone through, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have the time to sit there and really spend tons of time in the word with peace and silence and that kind of space. And he just adapts. It's an adaption thing. And he knows yep. Where we're at, and he he set our bodies to do that. So of course he's going to set our spirits to do the same. Mm. Thanks for sharing those reflections, guys. Those were beautiful. 
So on a really similar kind of vein, what has been the biggest surprise to you guys in becoming mums? What's something that has kind of surprised you in your motherhood journeys? Oh, there's so many things. (laughs) (laughs) So many. Um, I think as Laura sort of said before, just the, the joy that that you can experience as working as a psychologist. One of the things that Jimmy and I had to work through before falling pregnant was, um, I think some fear that I had around how our kid would turn out or kids would turn out because Mm. I, I guess I see one end of the the spectrum in terms of mental health and and difficulties. And so particularly with kids. So with that in mind, I was like, Oh no, what's our kid going to turn out? Like, um, but I think I, he really encouraged me and, and through our discussions and then experience of Nate, I realized my goodness, I, I wasn't really seeing this whole other world that, that I don't know if you can understand until you're there in the moment with this baby, um, mm-hmm. of joy and, um, the, the joy that you find in God because of that and that experience. Yeah. It's, it's huge. The joy to be a mom, the privilege to be a mom. I think that was that was a shock to me. And also I think on a deeper level maybe for me personally, it was a, a shock to me how how quickly I realized that my son was so vulnerable as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and we kind of know that about kids. Often you might look at kids and think, oh goodness, they're they're so um, malleable and and trusting at times and things like that. But yeah, there was something for me personally, I think, about having Nate as a baby looking after him you know, rocking him to sleep every night and things like that, that made me think a lot about how, how big a responsibility is to be a parent um, and mm. how, yeah, how, how dependent they are and vulnerable they are. And at the same time, that does, did something, I think, for my relationship with God and my trust in him, just to have to think on my own experiences and, and think about how God was with me as I was processing all of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't need to be in fear about that, but just, yeah, think about how God has made us and the way that the world is, but the fact that he's in charge and he's in control mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. This might be a bit of a weird thing to say. I wasn't sure whether I should, um, but I now swear. And that's probably the biggest surprise. <laughs> I wasn't against swearing before. I just made a decision in high school not to, and then just thought, well, I, I won't pick it up just randomly. Yeah. Uh, but now I do. And it's an every household item that might drop or it's tripping over mm. things in the night or even like feeling really sleep deprived and just like yeah. swearing before I go in to Zach. But amazingly, uh, like you go to your baby and the waves of love and joy, as you were saying, Sarah, and protection and nurture kick in. So it's weird. <laughs> I found that surprise has been like having both at once sometimes, like yes. that's the challenge and the sleep deprivation and frustration, but always that like unexplainable consuming love mm. and desire to mm. make his world safe and better and joyful so I think holding the maybe light and shades of parenthood and I'm a pretty positive person and I remember thinking in the first few months will I ever be as positive as I used to be (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think as we've talked about we adapt and there's probably a depth of understanding I might have for other parents now because Mm -hmm. of the challenges that we go through as Mm -hmm, well as the increased joy yeah. I'm so glad you were brave enough to share that because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said so to my mum recently, I'm like, I don't think I've ever sworn so much in my life as mm-hmm. I have recently. And she was so mm. shocked. I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to. That doesn't make me feel <laughs> a bit worse. 
<laughs> but um, it is a mm. really weird thing when that yeah. hasn't normally been your language pre-kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't swear at my kids, but mm. which if someone is struggling with that, like don't want to make you feel it's bad by me saying that's not yeah. what I'm struggling with. Mm. Um, but I am grateful for that. But it's just, yeah, it's weird when you're like, mm. oh, Okay, things are really frustrating. Yeah, like stubbing your toe on kids' stuff. Oh, it's my like, word. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a, a knee-jerk reaction sometimes for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then makes you think about, oh, goodness, I'm shaping a little person. What is coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I often think, like, when I get up to, to the kids in the night, like what Blair experiences of me getting out of bed and the mumbling words that come out of my mouth <laughs> versus exactly what you said, Laura, the moment that I'm with them must be such a contrast. And his head is like, oh, my yes. word. What, what is she going to do? And then I'm like, yes. oh, sweetie, it's okay. But it's just like you're pushed to your limit in every way. And the, mm-hmm. the sleep yeah. deprivation, I think, is like the sleep deprivation and just the it, like constant of everything like just the fact that it's constantly happening there's no break it's just Mm. always I think those two things they do they push you push us to our limits and that's when sometimes these knee-jerk reactions happen Mm -hmm. all day long and that's okay (laughs) and you think you know yourself pre-becoming a parent then you're like oh like in the night (laughs) I think I had to say to Sam uh, you'll have to ignore what I say to you between 12 and 6 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's just this other part of me that yeah. I, I don't think exists, but it comes out in the night, yeah. Yeah. earlier on especially, not so much mm-hmm. now. Amy, I don't know if you found this, but with, like, toddlers now, I'm – become very good at saying oh shoot um (laughs) being my reaction because when they start to repeat everything you're saying yeah it's this then another shift of oh like (laughs) it's not even swearing but it's just how you respond to everything that it's like Yeah, Parker's everything. current phrases are, Mum, sounds good? Is, is, is a good plan, Mum? And I realise yes. almost all the time say, oh, that sounds good or it's a good plan. Mm. <laughs> Do my shoes look good? Because if he puts them on the right feet, I say, oh, they look good. But that's not what I mean about them looking good. And so it's just that, yeah, realising. So I was about to say, oh, crap. But watch <laughs> 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 what I say. Yeah, it comes in waves and patterns. Yeah. Charlie's thing now is um, it's doing my head in. And I'm like, I say that all the time. It's doing my head in. Oh dear. Are oh, they good imitators? Oh, good. Very good. Very good mirror. So funny. So our last question for you both is what has been your biggest learning so far? And you both have touched on what you've learned so far, but Sarah, is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, um, I'm constantly learning. I'll, you mm-hmm. know, you could interview me every year and I have something different to say because <laughs> we're all works in progress. But, yeah, I think, like I said before, just how much we really do need Jesus every mm-hmm. single moment of every single day is is yeah. huge and something that's such an up and down walk. But I think the the other thing as well would be looking at Nate, looking at my son and looking at myself, like you described um, motherhood as a bit of a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that marriage was that when I got married and, and it is, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. motherhood is just neck level. Um, and, and so mm-hmm. now thinking about, oh, goodness, yeah, what does that say about me? How do I talk or whatever it might be? And I, I'm realising I think something that I've learnt is that the Christian worldview makes sense. 
when I look at my kid and when I look at myself. He is so precious. And and to God, I am precious as well and made in the image of God to glorify him. And we're teaching him about that at the moment, which is so much fun. But that is infinitely true, very true. And it's also true that both of us need Jesus. We're both sinful. We're both very self-centered and, you know, all of us in our family. And Mm -hmm. I think... Yeah, looking at him and walking through his experience of just how much he's starting to want what he wants when he wants it and things like that. Yeah, I didn't teach him to be like that. That's just how he is and how I was as a kid, as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think both of those things are true, though. You know, he's not just he's not just a bad kid. He's um, he's made in the image of God, and he's he's learning. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to need Jesus just as much as mm-hmm. I do every day. And so I think something that I've been learning is. Yeah, just how true my Christian worldview that I believe is um, and also that Jesus has come for us, also that Jesus saves us um, and mm. that he's faithful even when we're not. Um, so what a joy <laughs> it is to to believe that and to see it happen every day, see it come out and play out every day, but to be able to teach him that that, that makes sense of this world that we're in. Yeah, I so look forward to being able to to tell him more about Jesus and to yeah, to tell him it's okay to need Jesus. I need Jesus mm-hmm. too as your mum. Yeah, I think that's something I've been reflecting on, learning. That's beautiful. I love that, Sarah. That's really cool. I think two things stood out to me when I was thinking about this question. Uh, the first is finding our strengths, Sam and I. Like Sam's very intuitive with Zach's temperature and like what to dress him in overnight. I feel like every night I'm going, what do I dress him in tonight for the weather? <laughs> um, but, yeah, Sam just naturally had that intuition and, with preparing solids like the sizes of the food to do and stuff like that and then seeing what strengths I brought to the table as well. Um, So that was kind of enriching for our relationship. Um, Another thing that I've been thinking about is I learnt about this word matrescence, um, which was developed in the 1970s uh, by Dana Raphael uh, around the developmental process of becoming um, a mum, so going from woman to mum. A transition stage like with adolescence you go from child to adolescence we go from woman to mum and so with that um, is physiological changes emotional changes social ones like our friendships change where we fit in our social groups spiritual changes identity changes mm. and I think probably coupled with COVID I feel like before Zach and before COVID was this other lifetime and this weird sense of like, I'm still myself, but I'm also so different. Yeah. And so I've been learning about, there's heaps online about it, just around what happens with your brain, like the added hormones, uh, how, you know, we grow an organ, the placenta <laughs> and, you know, our identity shifts. We take on this new mother bear nurturing role and where we are in the world, it looks different. And I think for some, I can imagine it could be a really disorientating, um, challenging process. Uh, for me, it was fairly, uh, besides the birth part, like fairly gentle and embracing, like I'm very fulfilled and loving this time of life. Um, and so, yeah, when I was learning about this term, I thought, oh yeah, it does sort of reflect like with every transition, there's ups and downs and there's yeah the light and the shade all the time. And like when I go out to the shops now and I see parents out, especially with a few kids, I think, oh, go you. I just want to like go and clap them and just be like, you did it. You've done so many nappies. And yeah, I think just this learning, this uh, awareness of how much changes. And for me, it looks one way. And for others, it looks completely different. And to be mindful of that 
We actually have an interview on that very topic that we actually get to record. So Amy's face is like, what the heck? So that's why we're recording that with Jodie Garth. I'll look forward to that. It's a great topic. Mm. And she's just Ah. done some training, like some training to teach people about this term and what happens. I had never heard that term. I'm sure I have maybe, but I've never taken it into my head until you just said it then more. So that's funny that we've got Jodie coming up. Mm. Yeah, she'll add a lot more than I just did. And I'll look forward to that episode. It's Mm. quite profound. Yeah, Mm. I love that. It's good to have a term for it, like a label for that experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. How did you find that, Sarah? Yeah, I totally resonate with what you're saying. There's this me that existed before being a mum, but then there's this sort of this new me that exists mm-hmm. now that wasn't there before. Um, and it's such an adjustment. And I feel like it's still every day. It's kind of an adjustment yeah. process um, that you're still becoming, you're very mm-hmm. much a mum, but still very much becoming a mum each day. Yeah. You talked about, you know, the different changes, trying to find your your place in amongst those changes, whether it's social, emotional, just the new level of having to process emotions in being a mum, like you're regulating your own whilst now having to help somebody else regulate mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a newborn, it's a bit different to uh, where our ones are at now, that kind of thing. But it's still, yeah, having to think about how do I, how do I feel? How am I mm-hmm. coping? How am I going? Even just communicating, communicating your needs before might have been tricky, but now communicating your needs is a whole new thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very, very interesting experience mm. to walk through. It's interesting hearing you guys talk about that because I remember really clearly a real sense of grief, probably maybe six mm. months after Charlie was born. I just was trying to explain to Blair what I was feeling and I could never fully explain it, but I was like, I just feel sad. Like I just, I feel like I'm lost. Like I feel like I am gone and I don't know where I've gone. And it's a really interesting transition because I'm so grateful for it who I am now and I'm so grateful for what having kids has taught me and Mm. all those adjustments I really I I wouldn't change that for the world but there definitely was a time when I was like I could really clearly remember and now I can't remember a single thing about being old Amy because it's so far (laughs) gone I can't remember anything anyways we used to go to pancake parlor till 2 a.m that's what we did when we would go to pancake parlor that late and it was just like we were so free and there was just like no thought for anybody else I mean obviously for our friends and stuff but not not mm-hmm. responsibility for mm-hmm. just just a completely different way of existing it's such a fascinating and you can see it happen I love watching that happen in other people I love watching people that become mums and or mm-hmm. parents in general but especially mums like and watching that transformation because you can you can literally see it happening over the months that in the lead up to pregnancies are really good kind of ease into it and then the the first newborn months all of it is so fascinating and maybe like you said Sarah we're naturally self-oriented and so I found becoming a parent has like yeah flipped that it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's right we we live uh, to give to others and Mm. parenthood just makes you do that yeah yeah (laughs) it's just dying to self every day which is such a challenge Mm. yeah I read this beautiful quote Actually, I think someone put up in the village a while ago about how because motherhood is so behind the scenes, it's actually such a a beautiful picture of, yeah, of what Jesus has done for us, um, Mm. dying dying to himself um, in small moments that maybe people didn't see or understand or things like that. Really encouraging. Yeah. Well, this has been so good to hear from you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your reflections and your 
insights and sharing honestly especially Laura about the swearing we just really appreciate <laughs> honestly genuinely like super appreciate that authenticity that you guys have brought mm-hmm. to the conversation and we really pray that it can be an encouragement to anybody listening no matter at what stage they are in their journey or who they are even if they're not mums and never will be mums but we just pray mm-hmm. it can be an encouragement and we sure we're sure it will be so thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Kels. That was awesome. We're going to go into the questions we like to ask every guest that comes onto the podcast. So the first one is looking back at your motherhood journey, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself? I think similar to what I was saying earlier about post-recovery from birth, I think I'd say to myself, your body will recover. Mm-hmm. You, like you will be okay. And someone from church and my mum both said that to me and it was just what I needed. So that's what yeah, I'd that's say awesome. again, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think um, what you were saying before about grief was interesting, Amy. I think I'd say maybe two things. One is that it's okay to to grieve and be processing the fact that your life is not what it was before and to be a bit sad about that. Mm. Um, I think that's really normal. Um, and the other thing I think is to just be try and be aware of your expectations and where they come from because sometimes I think mm. my expectations were not the ones that other people had of me but that I had of myself as a mum. Um, whether that be about how your house looks, how you, you know, present yourself or breastfeeding or bottle feeding or whatever it might be, the ideas and expectations we have of ourselves. Often we care so much about and put so much weight on, but just checking why, why do I think that way and trying to be a critical thinker about why we hold those expectations so tightly mm. and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And to end with, could you both share with us uh, one of your favourite verses or scriptures? Yeah, um, at the moment I'm really enjoying sitting in the Psalms, trying to sit in the Psalms. Mm-hmm for just a short little um short little bite of god's word and i'm really resting a lot on psalm 1 and i think i'm making that a p- sort of constant prayer for my kids that mm. they would be that they would not um stand in the way of scoffers or sit yeah. in the seats of sinners um but that their delight would be in the law of the lord that they'd meditate on it and that they would be like those trees planted by streams of water mm. that yield fruit in mm. season yeah, so turn that into a prayer. I think it's something I've been beautiful. praying lately. Yeah. Mm, that's great. I think for me, uh, the prodigal son, which I've heard described as the misunderstood father, because I just love the image of the father mm. or God hitching up his tunic and running to greet his son and like throwing a party. I just think that just really shows the heart of God. And so it's one of my favorite and also a challenge to always be like, am I the, the brother, like the older brother, like where mm-hmm. am I sitting? When am I the son? Da, da, da. So, yeah, I just love that. That's beautiful. I have to say, I think both of those um, scriptures have been a first of being favorite ones because yes. sometimes there are common threads in the favorite scriptures. So I love that. It's like a surprise mm. ending for me. <laughs> <laughs> favorite at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you again, guys. This has been such a fun conversation and such an Mm. uplifting one. And like I said earlier, we really appreciate your um, honesty and your willingness to share with us. And we just pray that you will be blessed for taking this opportunity and that anyone listening will be blessed as well. Thanks so much. I loved it. And I love hearing from you three. I'll probably listen back to what you all said (laughs) so I can really take it in. (laughs) I love it. Also, I will say as well, both Laura and Sarah are some of our biggest supporters and we're so grateful that you're actually on the episode. And Laura has given us so much constructive feedback that we really appreciate. So whenever we've asked for, she helped us. Actually, she's the one that came up with the name for the in-between, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Yep, it was Laura. (laughs) 
So oh, thanks. feels like we're talking to um, this is our village royalty today. So thank you. <laughs> Bless. Thank you for being here. Both of you. Well, thank you for all you both do. It mm. really adds to my life what you do. Absolutely. And especially if you're sleep deprived and you're doing the podcast, that's a huge mm. blessing and sacrifice. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Until next time, this is our village. Thank you for joining us today on This Is Our Village. If you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to like, subscribe and review. And please share it with any mums that you think might benefit from this community. This is our village, but we'd love it to be your village too.